picture a lantern. Notice the wick, the flame, the globe, the thumb lever. See it hanging in the lamp shack or lighting the path in front of your dorm. Now imagine seeing this lantern, but not understanding what it is. Scientists call this visual agnosia, a rare condition that impairs a person's ability to recognize visually presented objects. Patients with visual agnosia can usually identify objects through touch, but are unable to understand and make meaning through sight. Technically, their eyes are fine, but because of injury to the occipital lobe, their brain's ability to understand visual input is disturbed. The lantern is before me and I can see it, but I can't understand what it is. Another occipital lobe issue causes prosopagnosia, the inability to recognize faces, including one's own. As far as I know, none of us here are afflicted by one of these conditions. If you are, you're certainly doing a good job of overcoming it. There's evidence that people with visual deficiencies, such as colorblindness, also called achromatopsia, develop strengths that vastly offset their challenges. Folks with achromatopsia report seeing shades and textures that are either invisible to or ignored by those of us with access to the full color spectrum. We all see the world in different ways. As you look out over the lake today, enjoy for a moment the thought that you may experience those colors a little differently from your neighbor. I find it sort of special making that my blues and greens might be slightly different from yours. Prosopagnosia, visual agnosia, and achromatopsia, these are unfamiliar scientific terms. But we are all familiar with these three struggles. The struggle to see ourselves, the struggle to see others, and the struggle to see our environment. For us, seeing and knowing are well tied up. To see is to survive and to thrive. And the cost of eyesight is high, as indicated by the speed with which species forego it when they dwell in sunless places. Cave fish, for example, are frequently blind. And it is estimated that 15% of the energy intake of non-cave dwelling fish, those species with eyes, is dedicated to vision. 15% of their energy is used for sight. Swordfish, for example, actually heat their eyes so that they can better perceive prey at ocean depths of 2,000 feet. The cost of eyesight is high. The benefits are considerable. The human visual system differs from fish and indeed all other animals in that we show the whites of our eyes. Other animals have pigmented sclera, meaning that their irises, the colored inner portions of their eyes, blend into a dark surrounding. Our irises stand out against the white. By seeing the whites of one another's eyes, humans can communicate with more efficiency and subtlety, alerting one another to predators, passing information with just a look. As we ditch our masks, consider how well we did communicating with our faces covered. That was the eyes. So not only do we see with our own eyes, we see the world through the eyes of others. At Pasquani, we encourage one another to have a seeing eye. 
we apply this concept to duties, to the care we take of our communal spaces, to inspection, to trail maintenance, to older boys who help younger boys dealing with homesickness. Like most of our Pasquani-isms, have a seeing eye is a simple imperative, but contains a profound call to action. The seeing eye is an affirmation of the power of any individual to better, to better the communal. Any individual can better the communal. One of my favorite Pasquani hymns is 576, Come Labor On, particularly the lines, Away with gloomy doubts and faithless fear, no arm so weak but may do service here. How is a seeing eye developed and what clouds our vision? Earlier this summer, my mentor, which by the way, let me say this about mentors. These are people in our lives who help us see what we are, giving appropriate feedback, but also help us to see what we will become encouraging us to be our best. Earlier this summer, my mentor sent me a package with a few books, one of which was titled, What the Eyes Don't See, an allusion to English writer D.H. Lawrence's quote, that what we can't see and what we don't know doesn't exist to us. There are theories that the ancient Greeks couldn't see the color blue until it came into their language. Homer didn't use the word blue when describing the Aegean. Does that mean the sea really did look wine dark to him? And in Inuit tribes living above the Arctic Circle, who reportedly have dozens of different words for snow and ice, just how much more white can they perceive than you or I? Let us return to that lantern. Every morning at camp, a handful of people blow out each one of our lanterns to conserve kerosene. I cannot remember ever doing that as a camper, but now, I cannot walk by. If you walked past a still burning lantern in your first few weeks here, could you even see the flame? The eye doesn't see what the mind doesn't know. Or as poet Denise Levertov suggests in this piece entitled Witness, we can see, we can know, but we don't care to. She writes, sometimes the mountain is hidden from me in veils of cloud, sometimes I am hidden from the mountain in veils of inattention, apathy, fatigue, when I forget or refuse to go down to the shore or a few yards up the road on a clear day to reconfirm that witnessing presence. Sometimes I am hidden when I forget or refuse to go. In the expression, he has a seeing eye, action is implied inattention, apathy, fatigue are abolished. He takes action on what he sees. The lantern is before him. He sees a need and fills it. Note that Levertov's last two lines to reconfirm that witnessing presence are ambiguous. Her speaker suggests that not only does she see the mountain, but that she is seen by it. Should Levertov have chosen to reclaim that witnessing presence instead of to reconfirm, we might be more certain that the speaker was the one doing the witnessing. Instead, Levertov's speaker suggests that she sees and by doing so is seen. The religious man in me believes that the spirit of Pasquani is observing us just as much as we are witnesses to this place. At Pasquani, we are seen. 
If we need to know something to truly see it, what do we know here? What are we learning? At camp, I have learned that when I do something for a space that I share with others, I am showing love to them and to myself. I have learned that sweeping makes me cheerful. Here I have learned to observe, to follow, and to lead with a seeing eye. And while he isn't always in full view, here is where I have seen my best self emerge. So here's to a summer of seeing for the first time or reconfirming that witnessing presence. <laughs>